Hello again, everybody, and welcome to this segment of Barkham's Invisible Strength podcast series. This is the third and final segment extracted from a webinar with Dr. John Belkowitz, which was originally presented in 2019. In this section, we go over Dr. John's summary and question and answer session, and he deals with talks about using new technology the fear of being guinea pig and how hydrogel technology has been tested in the laboratory and in the field. Without further ado, we'll take it away. So I got one more piece of this, and that's the summary. I want to wrap it up with a concise summary. To wrap it up with a concise summary, we've got ongoing concrete problems in our industries, especially, and I say industries plural, because I don't know who I'm talking to. I might be talking to dam engineers, might be talking to contractors who work on bridge decks or, or wharfs or jetties. I might be talking to a building maintenance owner or building maintenance supervisor or an owner of a car park. Wherever you're in, you have a pain that deals with steel corrosion. I don't care what part of the industry you're on. Steel corrosion of con or corrosion of reinforcing steel and concrete accounts for one of the greatest problems with concrete deterioration. And the great thing about the hydrogel technology, the colloidal hydrogel technology, is that we put it through not only laboratory evaluation, but decades, and I don't use that word lightly, decades of commercial success. Now, it's important for us to prove the efficacy of this product and validate it in the lab. And we are continuously working. I'm working at Intelligent Concrete with the folks at Markham in our lab, in their lab, to prove how this technology works in a standard environment. That being said, the proof in the pudding is the commercial success. I had one of my favorite mentors, Brian H. Green from the U.S., U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. He once said to me, John, if it's not gray concrete coming down the chute, I don't care how good your idea is, it ain't never going to get to the industry. And he's right. Unless we have real crete, the lab crete is important. The book crete is really fun. But if we don't go from that book crete to lab crete to the real crete, then our technology will never make it out to the field. And the great thing about what the guys at Markham have been doing for the last 20 plus years, they've been working diligently to bring this technology out to the contractors, out to failed structures to prove its efficacy. And it has done that. So our last part, the thing that we're doing right now is communication. And if you have that, that feeling in your belly that this seems too good to be true, I get it. I'm an engineer. I'm a material scientist. I spent the last 15 years working on colloidal silica technologies. I thought I knew everything about colloidal silica technologies. I've written a 274-page dissertation that reads like Mark Twain or Shakespeare that goes over, and I've studied even more of it after the fact. I'm actually you know, starting a postdoctorate. I have patents on colloidal silica. I love colloidal silica. That being said, what the guys at Markham showed me a year and a half ago blew my mind. And I've been spending the last year and a half about to start, I'm about to start a postdoctorate on this very subject of colloidal silica hydrogel technologies. 
And what we understand about it so far is that it can make your concrete stronger and last longer. And the point where we're at right now is we need to communicate this to chartered engineer, construction managers, the contractors, the owners, the building managers, because it's education through exposure, education on the certification process that we're going through, the pilot projects that we did back in 1996 or 98, and the experimental features and documentation to give you the warm and fuzzies, that feeling to get past the rationalization so you can make a decision as the responsible, qualified individual to make your concrete stronger and last longer. Now, I, I, want to, I want to open up the floor for any questions. I'm going to here in a second. And I, I, I want to chase all the information that I just gave you with this thought, that all of us are engineers, material scientists. We all, everybody on this phone call has to deal with making concrete stronger and last longer to make those dollars longer. The real things that we're doing out in the industry require real solutions. And sometimes it's hard for us to make that call on new technologies because we're afraid of the failures that they'll create. At least we know about these failures. We know what creates the environment for steel corrosion ASR and we can deal with this because we know what's gonna happen. Using a new technology, some of the fear is the guinea pig, doing something that nobody has ever done before. And the greatest part of working with Markham, I have found, is that they have spent the last 20 years proving this technology out. You know, my wife said a very long time ago that our biggest problem in the concrete industry is that we are solving today's problems with yesterday's technology. The way that we move forward is by using innovative technologies to effectively save the world with all the concrete in it. And that's what I believe colloidal silica hydrogel technologies are. Colloidal silica hydrogel technologies, Acuron is the superhero that's going to save the world with all the concrete in it. I'd like to thank you for your time and open up the floor for any questions. Brilliant. Thanks, John. Brad's going to run the question section, so over to you, Brad. Yeah, how you going, everyone? Thanks for joining us today. Hope you enjoyed the presentation by Dr. John, and thanks, John, for that. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I've had lots of great questions come through. We may not have time to get to all of them today, but we will we can answer them after the seminar as well so we'll just run through the ones we've picked out that um yeah they're all very good but we're just a couple of ones we should get on with uh the first one is about the application of uh claudial silica so the question was around uh applying it right after the concrete pour or after the cracks appeared or can it be done as a remedial measure for a 20 year old concrete as well uh, over to you, John. Um, and I actually think this is a question that you guys can answer too. I would say all of the above. I, I, and that's, that's not for the sales aspect of it. It's, I mean, as soon as we can start applying technology to make that concrete denser 
the better. That being said, if we're working with green concrete, or when I say green, I mean concrete that's like seven days old or three days old, concrete that already has a certain amount of densification to it, that it hasn't gone through damage, yes, you can apply the uh, colloidal hydrogel technology, it's just because that concrete is dense and it hasn't cracked, it's not gonna migrate as much. Doesn't mean it's not helping, it's definitely helping the concrete, but as that concrete starts deteriorating, you can always reapply it. It's not that it's coming off. It's not like a, a silane or siloxane sealer that it can eventually abrade off. This stuff is actually chemically interacting with the concrete. So the only thing that's going to happen is that more cracks will form, service life, fatigue life, dynamic loads. So you can put another application after some time to make that concrete stronger and last longer. Did I answer that question, Brad? Yeah, excellent. Yeah, just to back up what you're saying, we. We generally find with older structures, our application rate's a bit heavier, just uh, obviously because of the extra cracking and that, those sort of things. We'll move on to another one. Um, so uh, one of the questions is about different ways you can uh, reduce uh, corrosion. So is non-corrosion steel re reinforcing such as stainless steel or other product costs compared to hydrogels? Hey Brad, can you yeah. ask that question again? I'm sorry you broke up a little bit. Is a non-corroding steel reinforcing, such as stainless or other product coats, compared to this hydrogel? You know, the, the hydrogel is going to affect more than just the steel, it's gonna affect the hydrated cement matrix, which has a secondary impact on the steel. So if we look at, okay, if we already, have stainless steel in the budget or where we use here in the states we use epoxy treated steel that stuff is still not perfect especially uh, epoxy coated steel if there's a little nick in the epoxy or if there's a tear in the epoxy or if there's some of it was ripped off that'll be a singularity or a point of weakness with stainless steel if the environment is nasty enough it can still go through those corrosion mechanisms maybe not as intense or as rapidly, but it's still, especially if we have like acid attack or something like that. So any way that we can really treat the concrete, um, I mean, is great if we already have the epoxy coated steel in the, uh, in, in the structure, you already have it. But that being said, when we look at structures that are 20 years old, 10 years old, they normally don't have the epoxy treated or the stainless steel in it. And if they do, it's already gone through some failure mechanism. So if you want to save some money and you can take out the steel or the epoxy treated steel, that's great. Um, that's really something that you have to discuss with your engineer and your owners. But I, I believe that using chlorosilica hydrogel technologies throughout the entire concrete process, mixing it in, spraying it on, then continuous applications over 10, 20 years, you really wouldn't need, in my opinion, the epoxy treated or the stainless steel. Brad, did I answer that question? Yeah, that's good. You've got anything to add to that, Doug? Or? No, only that I do know that the epoxy treated and the stainless steel are very, um, well, they're a lot higher cost compared to traditional reinforcing steel. Um, I mean, it varies from structure to structure, but it, it is a lot lower cost to either spray something to the concrete or add it into the concrete mix. Now, I think that's good. Do you want to go with this one, Brad? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, the slides seem to show the hydrogel technology 
treating open pores? Are internal pores also treated? Are internal pores also treated? Yes. Yes, but please bear in mind that's limited to the amount of migration that we have of the technology. So as the technology migrates deeper into the concrete, it's going to have a greater effect on those pores within the body of the concrete. Did I answer that, Ben? Yeah, that's good. And the next one, uh, what in-situ testing results are available for the claudial silica com compounds applied as refurbishments so refurb to existing concrete? Yeah, and I know right now we're running a battery of tests on some wharfs in Sydney. Is that correct, Dougie? Yes, yeah, and over in um, WA as well, right, Western right. Australia. So we have already have some data sets that we're turning into technical briefs, but the the more recently we're creating newer data sets from the Geraldton Wharf in Western Australia that we'll have for you or for everybody on the phone call within the next uh, couple of weeks, Doug. Yeah, yeah, and that's um, gonna run. That's using the Germain instruments, like an on-site test there too. So it's non non-destructive. We can and test it on site um, and show you the, the definite results there. Right, now that being said, I like destroying concrete to test it. The only problem is most people don't like turning their concrete structure into Swiss cheese. So that, what is it called, the GVT test? Yeah, GWT I think it is. But yeah, I always mess that up. So basically what we're doing is we're putting some type of pressure head on our concrete and the more permeable the concrete, the greater change that we see in that pressure head and we're measuring that at areas before we put the Acuron technology and after we put the Acuron technology. But please bear in mind on uh, some samples that we're creating here in the lab in the States from New Zealand based materials as well as you know what's going on in New Zealand is we are doing laboratory data that looks at permeability uh, in the lab as well as the stuff that we're doing in the field so we can have some concurrent data sets going on. So, yeah. That's great, thanks for that. We've probably just got time for one more. So this one's a good one too. Uh, once formed, how does a claudial cilia hydrogel react, handle movement or cracking from temperature or dynamic loading? You know, it's, so I believe that the future of concrete technology is in colloidal silica hydrogels. That being said, they aren't the silver bullet for every werewolf out there. Now, part of the gel will still have that resiliency to movement. But as the gel starts going into that hardening phase, once it becomes like the parent material, the calcium silicate hydrate, it still is like a calcium silicate hydrate where it's still a brittle material or more brittle than steel. So if there's any um, dynamic loading that would cause failure to the parent material, that same dynamic loading would cause failure to the new healed material. Does that make sense? Yep, that's good. Yeah, well, we better wrap it up now. There's uh, obviously a lot more questions. Well, that's, that's about all we've got time for now. So uh, back over to you, Doug. Yep, no, I'd just like to thank everyone for um, coming on board this webinar. Um, there will be a recording available 
um, after this, which we will we'll send out a quick uh, feedback survey if you can fill that in, and we'll get that out to you. Dr. John is available on LinkedIn, so you can contact him um, directly if you like. And we, any, for everyone that has asked questions that we haven't got to, we'll get an answer to you in the next two or three days. Um, other than that, I'd just like to yeah, thank you again, and thank you very much, Dr. John, for presenting uh, to us to the webinar. No problem. Y'all have a great day. Thank you very much. And that's it, folks. That's a wrap. You'll find the links to the earlier segments and also to the complete webinar in the notes down at the bottom of the film script. And we'll invite you to browse around the library and check out the whole series. Thank you and have a great day.